Hello everybody, welcome to episode 5 of our Truth and Trials podcast. This week, we will recap chapters 20 through 24, and then we will read chapter 25 together. But, before we get started, I'm going to give a shout out to my little sister Jaycee, because it is her birthday, and she also happens to have a podcast as well. So wish her a happy birthday, and go check out her podcast for me. A lot happens in the next five chapters, so let's get started. Chapter 20 starts off, In the first month of the next year, the Israelites are camping in Kadesh. That is the place where Moses' sister, Miriam, dies. At this place, there is no water, so the people rebel against Moses and Aaron. As usual, Moses went to God for answering, for answers. So God told Moses to speak to a rock, and it will pour water. Instead of that, Moses struck the rock twice, and water flowed out of it. After that, Moses sent ambassadors to the king of Edom, and had them ask for permission to cross through their land. But the king said no, which forced the Israelites to turn around. The community left Kadesh and went to Mount Hor. There, the Lord told Moses and Aaron that it is time for Aaron to join his ancestors in death. So... Those two, and Aaron's son, Eleazar, went to the top of the mountain, and Aaron died. Eleazar was then named the high priest in place of Aaron. In chapter 21, the Israelites asked God to help defeat the Canaanites. God heard them, and the Israelites had total victory over the land of Canaan. The people are on the move again, and they start complaining. God has had enough, and sent poisonous snakes, which killed many people, Moses told God to stop, so God told Moses to make a replica snake and attach it to a pole, and if someone who was bit, they would just look at the pole and they would be healed. Now, the Israelites are on the move again and set up camp in Oboth, then to the eastern border of Moab, then to the valley of Zered Brook, then to the far side of the Arnon River, they traveled to more places, singing praises to God. Then, the king of Sion and Og didn't want the Israelites to pass through, but God had already granted victory over their land, and God's people passed through their land. In chapter 22, we are introduced to two new people, King Balak of Moab and Balaam, son of Bor. King Balak calls for Balaam to curse the Israelites for him. Balaam asked God what to do, and God said not to go with the messengers back to King Balak. King Balak was upset, so he told Balaam that he would give him anything he wanted if he had just went with him and cursed God's people. Balaam replied by saying that even if King Balak were to give him anything, he still wouldn't do it. That night, God told Balaam to go, with, to, go to the king. As Balaam was leaving with the officials, God sent an angel to block the path. Balaam's donkey was going crazy. Balaam beat the donkey because he himself couldn't see the angel. God gave the donkey the ability to speak, and it told Balaam to stop because he was being unjust. It took a donkey to get Balaam back on the right path. In chapter 23, Balaam arrives at King Balak with four messages for him from the Lord. 
Together, they made seven altars for sacrifices. After that, Balaam gave his four messages. This goes into chapter 24. Let's hear what he said to King Balak. This is Balaam's first message. Balak summoned me to come from Aram. The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come and announce Israel's doom. But how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I condemn those whom the God or the Lord has not condemned? I see them from the clifftops. I watch them from the hills. I see a people who live by themselves set apart from other nations. Who can count Jacob's descendants as numerous as dust? Who can even... Who can count even a fourth of Israel's people? Let me die like the righteous. Let my life end like theirs. Now, going on to Balaam's second message. Rise up, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken or failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed their king. God brought them through Egypt. For them he is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now, it is to be said of Jacob, What wonders God has done for Israel. These people rise up like a lioness, like a majestic lion rousing itself. They refuse to rest until they have feasted on prey, drinking the blood of the slaughtered. Now, Balaam's third message. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor. The message of the the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God, he who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes open wide. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob! How lovely are your homes, O Israel! They spread before me like the palm groves, like gardens beside the riverside. They are like tall trees planted by the Lord like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets, and their offspring have all they need. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours them. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows, like, lion, like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down, like a lioness. Who dares to arouse her? Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. Now, on to Balaam's final message, which is his fourth one. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God. Who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes open wide? I see him, 
but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob, a scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the foreheads of Moab's people, cracking their skulls of the people of Sheath. Edom will be taken over, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered. While Israel marches on in triumph, a ruler will, ar- will rise in Jacob, who will destroy the survivors of Ur. Then Balaam looked over toward the people of Alamech and delivered this message. Alamech, what the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over toward the Canaanites and delivered this message. Your home is secure. Your nest is in sets in the rocks, but the Canaanites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from coasts of Cyprus. They will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam and Balak returned to their homes. Let's go on to chapter 25. Moab seduces Israel. While the Israelites were camped at Acacia Grove, some of the men defiled themselves by having sexual relations with the local Moabite women. These women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods. So the Israelites feasted with them and worshipped the gods of Moab. In this way, Israel joined in worship of Baal, of Por causing the Lord's anger to blaze against his people. The Lord issued the following command to Moses, Seize all the ringleaders and execute them before the Lord in broad daylight, so his fierce anger will turn away from the people of Israel. So, Moses ordered Israel's judges, Each of you must be put to death. Put to death the men under your authority who have joined in worshipping Baal of Por. Just then, one of the Israelite men brought, brought a Midianite woman into his tent, right before the eyes of Moses and all the people, as everyone was weeping at the entrance of the tabernacle. When fin- Phineas, son of Eleazar, and grandson of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he jumped up and left the assembly. He took a spear and rushed after the man into his tent. Phineas thrust the spear all the way through the man's body and into the woman's stomach. So, the plague against the Israelites has stopped. But before 24,000 people had died, then the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas, son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron the priest, has turned my anger away from the Israelites by being as zealous among them as I was. So, I stopped destroying all Israel as I had intended to do in my zealous anger. Now, tell him that I am making my special covenant of peace with him. In this covenant, I give him and his descendants a permanent right to the priesthood, for in his zeal for me, his God, he purified the people of Israel, making them right with me. The Israelite man, killed with the Midianite woman, was named Zeremi son of Salu, 
the leader of a family from the tribe of Simon. The woman's name was Cosby. She was the daughter of Zer, the leader of the Midianite clan. Then the Lord said to Moses, Attack the Midianites and destroy them, because they have assaulted you with deceit and tricked you into worshipping Baal of Por. And because of Cosby, the daughter of the Midianite leader, who was killed at the time of the plague because of what happened to Por. Can you believe it? Plague kills 24,000. How many times do you have to be told to clean your room before you obey? People haven't changed much that since ancient times. Even when God spoke face to face with Moses, some did not listen. Most chose to ignore God's commands, so God often had to do something that would get their attention. That's why a plague came into camp and killed 24,000 people. Can you believe it? Now, since we're done with all that, let's get into the song of the week. This week's song of the week is... Drumroll, please. Never Gonna Let you let Me Go by Torn Wells. And the verse of the week is verse 18 in chapter 22. Let's read it. But Balaam responded to Balak's message. Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold... I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord my God. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. And if you have any questions, like usual, just let me know and I'll see if I can answer them. Now, before we close, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this week. I thank you for all the great things that happened. And I pray that as we go on onto this next week, that you just guide us through it and if anything bad happens that we just turn our eyes to you in the times of trouble and i pray that like balaam we will follow your will and avoid temptation in your name we pray amen